Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Let's See You Succeed with First Community Credit Union. I'm your host, Katie Neal, and today joining our podcast is our Grand Forks Region Mortgage Loan Officer, Craig Menske. Thank you so much, Craig, for taking time out of your busy day to be with me on this podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Katie. I'm excited for the opportunity to inform people about the home buying process. Absolutely. We're happy you're here. And like I said, busy day. I know you're a busy guy. Mortgage rates are are low and people are buying and refinancing and building and all that fun stuff. So we're excited to to hear your perspective and to learn more about buying your first home. But before we get too much into that, Craig, do you just want to introduce yourself? Uh, tell our listeners where you're from and, and what you do in your role. Sure. So again, my name is Craig Vensky. I'm the Grand Forks Region Mortgage Loan Officer. Basically, what I say is I help people make their dreams come true. So um, I've been with the credit union going on five years, and I've been in the mortgage loan officer role for three years now. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So today on our podcast, this is going to be a fun topic and, and one that's often known as, as a big milestone in many people's life. Like Craig said, uh, he helps them make their dreams come true. So buying your first house is our, is our topic today. So Craig, before we get too far into the details, I think the big question that many people often propose or try to determine right away is what's the benefit of buying a house versus renting? Sure. So when you buy a house and own a house, you are building equity. So you have that tangible asset that's helping you build wealth as far as your personal financial uh, well-being. When you're renting, you're just kind of throwing that money out, out the window. And you're basically helping someone else become wealthy because you're paying them to live in their property. Um, I get a lot of phone calls and emails from people that are looking to buy their first home that that's one of the first things they say is, I am tired of renting and throwing my money out the door. And I want to look at owning my own house. And, And that's really the big benefit is now you have something that you're building equity into and building your own personal wealth. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I think that's that is so true. Like you said, a lot of people just get tired of renting and and really want something of their own and want to be able to invest their own money and know that they're getting something back, that they're putting something in. And and so that's kind of why we we have this podcast and we're just going to explain all about home buying. So if I decide to go that route and and knowing I for sure want to buy a home, I'm tired of renting, what would be my first step then? Yeah, your first step should be to come and talk to a mortgage lender, whether that's me or one of our other lenders here at the credit union or someone else. You got to get a pre-qualification. Because if you are going to go start looking at homes and you're going to get a realtor and have a real estate agent involved, that's going to be one of the first things that they ask you is having been pre-qualified. <clears throat> so basically to do that, you just need to fill out an application. We have an online application on our website that can be accessed, or you can set up an appointment with me or other loan officers or call in and we can take the application over the phone. Thank you. So. If I, you know, I fill that out online or maybe I just decide, Craig, I want to come see you in person. It's easier. What documents do I need to have then when I come in, you know, for buying my first house? Sure. Really, 
the documents we'll need once we get going in the process are going to be your basic financial documents, such as pay stubs from your employer for the past one month, uh, W-2s for the past couple years, your tax returns for the past couple years, any other financial statements like bank statements, or maybe you have a 401k or an IRA, those personal asset statements like that. Those are all things that are helpful and maybe needed um, once we get going into the process. Okay, good. So quite a few documents that, that people need to, to bring in. Uh, do you have people that'll come in, you know, with without those documents? Is that okay? And you kind of sit down and explain yeah. them? Yes. We, a lot of times when people call in and they want to make that initial appointment or do the initial application, I don't require them to have all those things ready. A lot of times they just come in and they say, I make X amount of dollars per hour and I work 40 hours per week. And this is what I have saved up in my savings. And I just enter that into the application and, and go with what they're saying. Because when we're doing the pre-qualification, that's what we're doing is we're just, we're trying to see on a credit standpoint and, and with income, if you are qualified to purchase a home. And once we get into the actual processing and underwriting of the file, that is when we really need the documents so that it can be reviewed by underwriting department and verified that what you've told me during the interview and application phase is actually true. Okay. And, and knowing that, you know, you're, you're figuring out those payment options and um, if they can afford it and what kind of house they can afford, et cetera. What programs do we have available to those first time home buyers or, or payment options, if you will? Yeah. So here at the credit union, we have several different options that are beneficial for first-time home buyers. We, we do a lot of uh, USDA rural development loans, um, which the benefit to that program is you can get into the house for 0% down. We also offer uh, conventional first-time home buyer programs that you can get into the house for 3% down payment. FHA is another first-time home buyer program that we'll utilize down payment option on that is three and a half percent. And then we also have access to uh, North Dakota Housing Finance Agency that actually will help potential buyers and borrowers that need some assistance with down payment and closing costs. They have programs that um, can be utilized by those individuals as well. And, and we have access to that program to help people out um, on that front too. So if I come in and um, want to buy my first house. I mean, just hearing those options, I'm like, well, I'd probably rather have the 0% down option or something, you know, but, uh, you know, I suppose not everyone qualifies for every option. Is that kind of... Yep. Yep. That's true. You might not necessarily qualify for that based on your credit and income, things like that. Uh, also, um, you know, talking about the USDA program, you have to buy a home that's actually in an eligible area. So okay. for instance, for me, if someone wants to buy a home here in Grand Forks, in the city of Grand Forks, uh, city of Grand Forks is not eligible for that program. Um, so they'd have to buy something in, in a small town or in a rural area um, where it'd be eligible for that program. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, there's, I know on our, on our website for those listeners, uh, we have some of those options listed and stuff, but it's good to just hear what exactly those options mean and and you know it, how much you need to finance with that option so thank you for explaining those different 
uh, programs that we have available. Uh, you've said a few times now pre-qualified and, and that it's you know important. So just to back up a little bit, what does it mean to get pre-qualified, excuse me, and, and why is it important? So getting pre-qualified is when we look at your credit, uh, review your income and, and compare that with what you already have for a debt profile, meaning what other loans do you have out there, or credit card payments, student loans, uh, that type of stuff. We, we look at that whole picture and determine if we can qualify you for one of the programs that we offer. And then once we've done that, then we look at what can we qualify you for, uh, meaning if we do a loan for 200000 are you qualified to make that payment based off of your debt profile. And the reason that's important is because a person needs to know what they can get into as far as when they're looking at homes, because if they just go out blind and throw a, throw an offer out there and they're not pre-qualified for that amount or not even pre-qualified, they're potentially wasting the time of the real estate agents, the, the, the individuals that are selling the house, and they're wasting their own time because they're, they can't do it. So it's, it's, it's just an important step to get pre-qualified and to know how much you can spend essentially or be approved for on a loan. Okay. And those factors that decide what I can get pre-qualified for, is that kind of like my credit and how long I've worked at a job and, and what other things apply to that? Yep. So credit obviously is big. Um, employment and length of employment plays a factor, uh, like I said, other, other debt that you might have already. And, you know, that all plays a factor into whether or not we can pre-qualify you and for how much. Yes. So once I'm, say I get approved for being pre-qualified, how long do I typically have then to go buy a house? So when we do a pre-qualification, we're, we're good for 60 days. Um, okay. So we want to give the applicant, potential borrower, we want to give them 60 days to find the home of their dreams. And then we need roughly 60 days to close that loan. So when we do a credit report poll, they're generally good for about four months. So we give them 60 days to find the home and 60 days to get from start to finish on actual the purchasing process. Okay. So yeah, it's, I mean, 60 days might sound like a long time, but if you're trying to find that dream home per se, that might be a, a short window sometimes. So do you, I mean, is it common that you have people that come in and kind of say like, this is what I think I can afford, or are you usually the one breaking it down for them and, and telling them what we can help them out with? It really depends on the, the individual. There's some people that really do a lot of research and, and they, they sit down and they do a budget for themselves and they know when they come in what they are comfortable as far as a payment. And they might be able to use like a, an online calculator or something to help them figure out what kind of loan amount they'd be looking at. Um, but ultimately, you know, when they come in and see me or any loan officer, it's really gonna be based off of what we're seeing as far as them being qualified and then for how much, because we're seeing everything that's there as far as their other debt and what they're having for income and what their true credit score is. Um, some people come in and they tell me they have a, a 750 credit score. And then when I do a credit poll, they're maybe a 710, 700. Like there's a lot of variances of, of that. So ultimately 
it's really important to come in and talk to one of us so that we can see the whole picture. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, if people didn't already know, there's a lot of steps that go into, into buying a house in general and especially buying yep. your first house. So very interesting. So going along, I, you know, I pick out the house I want. I decide that's the house I'm going to buy. Closing costs. What, you know, what are typical closing costs and, and how much do you think I should expect to spend if I'm a first time home buyer? Well, typical closing costs are going to range, you know, roughly anywhere. If you're looking at something, say like $200,000, you're going to be looking at roughly five, $6,000 in actual closing costs, roughly. Um, and you're also going to have your prepaid expenses. So that's the expenses for insurance, for your homeowner's insurance, and also for your property taxes. And those get collected at the time of closing. So uh, a lot of people forget about that when they're trying to figure out the cost of doing the loan. And, and they're actually kind of two different things. So it's important to keep in mind, you're going to have the prepaid expenses and you're going to have your actual closing costs for the loan. So, you know, typical closing costs are going to include the origination charges by the lender, um, the appraisal costs, um, the, the fees that would be charged to do title work and get any abstracts updated, uh, those kind of things. So those are the kind of things you should look for and, and, and expect as far as when it comes down to the cost of doing the loan and the fees that you're going to incur with doing that. So, yeah. Any any other typical costs that I should factor in or maybe people don't think of or, or aren't aware of ever? Well, outside of the loan process, a person should keep in mind that once you purchase your new home, you're going to maybe have to buy new furniture or new paint, um, buy new you know, dinnerware, silverware, you know, things like that. Like those are the, the little things that sometimes people forget when they're buying a home is you, you have to have some money set aside to do those kind of things that you want to do once you do purchase the house. Because um, we cannot finance that in. That's a common question that I'll get. Okay. It's financing additional money into the loan so that people can do that. And, and unfortunately, we are not able to do that. We can only finance, finance the actual purchase of the property. So it's important that people understand that there's going to be those other expenses and, and make sure that you have some money set aside for that. That's really interesting. I, I had no idea. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't have to buy my first house. My husband had owned our house and the ranch, little farms that we live on, you know, when we met. And and so I'm like, I, I'm learning so much about if I were to have bought a first house, what should I do? So that's very interesting that that's not something that you can factor in or say, like, I want to take out X amount of extra dollars on my loan for this that I actually have to have that set aside. Mm -hmm. yep. So uh, we always like to ask our listeners to share stories because you've been in this business for a long time. So do you have any fun stories uh, that you can share about helping somebody buy their first house? Yeah, well, there's several, of course, have uh, helped a lot of people buy their first home. Um, a couple that stick out is uh, one was uh, a couple that bought a home up in this area and um, this is their first home and I think they'd had some struggles with credit in the past and 
And uh, we were able to finally get their credit up high enough to where we could qualify them for a purchase. And, um, and when we were, they came into my office to sign the paperwork prior to closing the loan, they both gave me a big hug and the husband was almost in tears because they were just, they're so happy that finally for their family, um, and they, I believe they had like three, four kids that they were able to finally get into their own home and not have to rent anymore. And then I had another one where I've actually helped someone that a 20 year old man buy a house. You know, it's like, who would have thought, you know, at 20 years old, you'd have someone coming in and buying a house, but I was able to pre-qualify him and he had some, he had some savings, savings that he had and, and uh, it actually went really well. And it was just fun to see someone um, that young being able to get into a home and, and start their life and, and start building their, building their wealth. Yeah. That's impressive at 20 years old. I don't think I had enough saved up when I was 20 years old, let alone even thought about buying my own house at 20 years old. Right. Exactly. So yeah, yeah that's, that's impressive. And it's just nice to hear that you were able to help that other couple, you know, build their credit and, and get their dream home. Like you said, you help make dreams come true. And, and that's what it's all about is in, in your job, you, that's what you do daily. And, and so it's fun to hear those stories. Yep. What about uh, common misunderstandings or maybe mistakes when buying a house that you see that our listeners should try to avoid? Um, just, I guess, make sure you're going through the house and, and doing an inspection because a lot of times, and, and, and most people do, but you, you need to know because when you walk through a house, you don't see every little nook and cranny and you're not checking to make sure the faucets are working and that the outlets are working, those kind of things. So I think it's important that people know when they're buying a home, especially your first home, that you have someone, a professional, someone that's licensed, uh, go in and do that home inspection. And, and yeah, it's an extra cost. It can run anywhere from $300, $350 to do that, but it's well worth it to have that peace of mind that you know going into the house if there's any potential issues or that when you go in there, everything's going to be in working order and, um, and you're not going to have to go in and have a lot of repairs and fixes when you right off the bat. So, Yeah, that's a really good point too because you would hate to move into a house and then realize that, like you said, that you have to replace the toilet or all the outlets in the house or maybe the electrical uh, isn't set up for a certain room properly or anything like that anymore. And so I think that's a very good tip, especially uh, not just for a first time home buyer, but for any home buyer to to do that. Yes. Any any other tips you might have for for a first time home buyer? Yeah, I would just <clears throat> excuse me, I would just say, you know, it is, it is important to maybe check around with a couple different lenders when you're looking at getting into a mortgage loan. Also kind of be aware of the online lenders. I get a lot of people that t tell me they've, you know, looked at some of these online lenders and that they're, they, they entice you with this really low interest rate, but then on the back end, they're, they're, they're hitting you with some extra origination fees and they're charging you some extra points on the back end that you maybe you aren't even aware of. And, um, and so that's, that's the big thing is to kind of shop around a little bit and, and don't get 
sucked in by a, a nice fancy rate or or some sort of advertisement saying no appraisal fee or something like that because they're, they're, they're making that up somehow. So they're not just giving you something. They're not just giving it away. And um, it's definitely good to kind of weigh your options and, and work with someone local, someone that you can see and, and is easily accessible. If you work with someone that's not local and online, it's hard to just pick up the phone and call them or stop into their office or uh, maybe even try to get a hold of them through email. They might not be very quick to respond. So those are my big things is, is try to work with someone local and, uh, and maybe shop around and check with a couple different lenders. Great tips and piece of, of advice. So I've learned a lot today. I know uh, a lot of this and a lot of what you do is there's so many variables and factors that go into it and what is going to fit for one person with their first time home buyer probably isn't going to fit for another person. But I think you offered some really good pieces of advice to make sure that people have correct documents, that they try to get pre-qualified and, and factor in some of those other typical closing costs and, and outside costs that you might not think of. So I appreciate you sharing those with our listeners. If someone wants to buy a house, how do they get in contact with you, Craig? Well, certainly, uh, again, the best way to call get a t- contact me is call me on my direct line. It's 701-757-6805 or to email me at craig.vensky at myfccu. And also you can go onto our website at myfccu.com and go under the mortgage lenders tab and you can find my picture and find my contact information that way as well. Yep, absolutely. And and you also, if, if you're listening to this and you're not around the Grand Forks, Crookston, uh, Northern North Dakota, Minnesota region, uh, but you are interested in, in buying a house at the FCCU or, or learning more about uh, our programs that we have to offer with house buying, you can check out the rest of our mortgage lenders. We have 10 awesome mortgage lenders and all across from Fargo to Bismarck to Jamestown and Devil's Lake and all over. So check out our mortgage lenders on our website. Uh, Like Craig mentioned earlier, you can find their contact information on there, but you also can submit your application online to start getting that process rolling too. So maybe if you don't have time to, to drive into the branch, you can fill out that online application and, and get the process going you know, to get your dream house faster. So anything else you, you'd like to add today, Craig, uh, just about that first time home buying? No, I think we covered it pretty well, Katie. And just, um, I'm happy to help. And there's no, there's no stupid questions. It's a major life event. It's a major purchase. And, uh, you know, I welcome any questions and any inquiries and happy to help out and be of assistance in any way that I can. Perfectly put. That wraps up today's first time homebuyers podcast with Grand Forks mortgage loan officer, Craig Vensky. Again, Craig, thank you so much for, for being on our podcast today. Thank you, Katie. Have a great day. You too. Huge thank you to all our listeners. As always, we appreciate you listening and appreciate your support. We hope you tune in next time to Let's See You Succeed. Loans subject to credit approval equal housing opportunity. Yes, for details.